Episode Five: Westward, Follow the River. For Donald and Catherine Macdonald to have a life together, they had to leave Montreal. Just like thousands of other Loyalist veterans, Donald had no home, no money, and nowhere to go. Britain had to step it up. The answer was found westward, up the Saint Lawrence River, where eight towns would be settled: five on the river, and three further west at Cataraque, later to be known as Kingston. Each veteran would receive a hundred acres of land and free provisions for two years. Donald was a corporal, so he received two hundred acres because he was an officer. The ink barely had time to dry on Donald and Catherine's marriage certificate before they set out to claim their land. Traveling with hundreds of other Loyalist families by boats up the St. Lawrence until they reached Cornwall, now named New Johnstown, it was there that veterans drew lots to receive their land. Numbers were written on small slips of paper and placed in a hat. Each soldier took his turn drawing his number. Britain was worried about a possible invasion by the United States, so the new settlements were organized around military units as a protection for the communities. The King's Royal Regiment of New York, the Royal Greens, were assigned to those first five towns, located around New Johnstown. Catholic and Presbyterian soldiers of the regiment were separated from each other by their request. The Catholics settling in the easternmost part. Next to the neighboring French settlements in Quebec, it was the luck of the draw where their land would be located. But later, they could trade their lot numbers so they could be sure that their neighbors were their friends and family. Donald and Catherine settled in what would be called Charlottenburg, in the newly formed county of Glengarry, named after Glengarry in the Highlands. As the settlers built their homes and became a community. They carried on the traditions of the Highlander lifestyle. They spoke Gaelic, wore the kilt and the tartan, and carried on the culture they had brought with them. They were a sturdy and hard-working people, but they also knew how to have a good time. As one missionary described the people of Glengarry as woefully addicted to carousing and dancing, they still thought of themselves as Highlanders and not Canadians. That would come later. When the babies started to be born, <coughs> Mary Macdonald was one of Donald and Catherine's first babies. She was the first generation of the Highland immigrants to be born and raised on what would one day become Canada. All of the Loyalist children were entitled to 50 acres in their township once they got older. The sons received their land when they came of age at 18. But the girls were supposed to wait until they were married. But Mary's name stands alone underneath her father's in that Glengarry deed book, and without a husband's name next to it, when she first received her land in 1801. Obviously, Mary was a very independent young woman, impatient to start her life and not willing to wait until a man came along to do it. When the right man did come along, Mary showed her independence once again. Because the man she ended up choosing was not a Highlander, he was a Frenchman, and yes, his name was Pierre Poupart. 
How did this Frenchman find his way to the Highlanders of Glengarry and the heart of Mary MacDonald? French migration from Quebec into Ontario wouldn't start for another 50 years. You don't see a lot of French names in the Catholic Church records at Glengarry. Except there's Pierre's name in 1804 as he and Mary MacDonald became man and wife. Williamstown, where they were married, was a popular location for a few French men who retired from fur trading. Many of them were voyagers who got tired of living off the rivers and wanted to settle down. Some of them took jobs as farmhands. Mary's farm was only eight kilometers from Williamstown. And if Pierre followed his second great-grandfather's line of work, his voyager style of dress, his red woolen cap, deerskin leggings, moccasins, and a clay pipe dangling from his lips, might have easily turned the head of this stubbornly independent young woman. Whatever brought them together, they made their home in Glengarry, but not for long. The War of 1812 was coming, and after that, it was time to move again.